This is the Dogmatist presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. If you're watching on Instagram, you can see the background. Got the Hudson River out here on my terrace. Uh, hope you guys can still enjoy uh, just my lovely voice if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, just to reiterate a little bit about the show, uh, it's posted on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify on Tuesdays and Thursdays only. Additionally, the show is called The Dogmatist because the dogmatist is someone that's very opinionated, doesn't necessarily use uh, facts to back up his opinions. Uh, obviously, I want to bring in facts, I want to use statistics to back up my opinions and validate them, uh, but just to, just is trying to show that I'm a very opinionated person. Sometimes it gets a little bit over the top, and uh, it just is based on my emotions and feelings rather than What's, what's really shown in stats and play. But, uh, it's a little bit right now. I don't think it's really But, uh, let's get to it. Dog, it's every Tuesday and every week. Listen to the podcast and Spotify. Alright, to start, I'm going to talk today about the upcoming draft. Uh, I believe it is a week from Thursday, so we got like nine, nine days or something like that. Um, Jets drafting number two. Giants at uh, either 12 or 13, I'm blanking right now. Uh, or actually, I think they might be 11. Um, I'm going to focus on the Jets today because uh, the Giants are just too all over the place. I don't even know what, what a need is for them. They're saying last night on the radio that uh, they might go after Jalen Waddle or even after signing Kenny Galladay. Uh, still no offensive line help there. So I'm going to stay, stay clear of the Giants because I'm not a Giants fan. Uh, I know a lot about the Giants from the, being from New York. But don't really want to focus on that. I want to focus on my team that has continuously let me down throughout my whole life. Uh, so Jets at number two. Obviously, everyone uh, knows that it's going to be Zach Wilson. Uh, if it is anyone else, and it was a smoke screen this whole time, it doesn't really make any sense to smoke screen. Also, because uh, there's no way you smoke screen to make someone else ahead of you not draft the guy. But uh, there's no one ahead of the Jets, uh, other than the Jaguars, who are set in taking Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, I, it can't be a, a smokescreen. It seems like they're locked in on him. Uh, you know, the, the guy is talented. There's no denying it. He's got the big, powerful arm. He can move on the run. Uh, Dan Orlovsky the other day was talking about how he has a, uh, a rubber arm. As in, like, it doesn't necessarily... Some guys can only throw from a certain angle, but his rubbery arm style, he can, like, sling it from different arm angles. Uh, that's what I like to hear. Uh, you know, also included in his athleticism and his, and his uh, immense arm strength. But that doesn't mean that I'm totally bought in. There have been plenty of guys that can do that. I'm sure that most college quarterbacks have the arm strength and athleticism, you know, to make the NFL. Uh, it's not about that. It's about really having the smarts and the game slowing down for you on the field and going through your progressions. Uh, I don't know if Zach Wilson can do that. Uh, it's going to be tough uh, to see any of that in college, especially when his guys are probably his number one guys getting open almost every time. Probably didn't really need to look off guys. Uh, I'd say what you're going to see most out of his college highlights is probably his arm strength and his athleticism and running the ball and uh, maybe even throwing outside of the pocket a little bit. But uh, as I've said in the past, the most important thing for me in looking at a quarterback is uh, to go through their progressions and uh, go from one guy to the next very quickly and be able to maybe even uh, look off players going from one 
one guy to your second read and uh, getting that second guy even. And something that I think Matt Jones uh, was uh, benefited greatly from at Alabama, being able to have Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith this year on, on the field at the same time and other guys because Jalen Waddle did miss a good portion of time. But he also was able to practice with those guys uh, in the past, you know, just uh, before this season, before Alabama was champions and they didn't even make the playoff, I don't believe. Um, they had Jerry Judy first round draft pick. Smith going to be a first round draft pick. Jalen Waddle going to be a first round draft pick and even more than that. So he's had his time to be able to learn, to go through his progressions. And I think that that's the most, look, watching Tom Brady's career, I think that has to be the most important thing for quarterbacks. Uh, just going through your progressions, uh, not locking in on that on one guy uh, at the beginning of the play and, and, not moving, and not being able to move your eyes fast enough around the field to find other guys. Uh, that's been, that was the issue with Sam Darnold, and uh, it's difficult to even blame it fully on Sam because he had no protection, uh, you know, he, he didn't have time to even be able to go through, to learn to be able to go through his progressions at an NFL level. Uh, he didn't have a running back. Uh, if you think of good quarterbacks, uh, good young quarterbacks, and uh, what they have to be able to help them, you know, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and uh, Baker Mayfield, three guys have uh, already made the playoffs in their young careers. Uh, they all have had good running games. Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb. Lamar Jackson has a uh, has a little group going. I mean, Mark Ingram obviously gone, but they also had uh, the rookie last year that I'm blanking on his name for some reason right now. And obviously they had him. So they were mainly reliant on the running game, the Ravens. The Bills, uh, they had running backs. They had Singletary. Then they drafted uh, Moss this year. So... You know, those are three teams that let their young quarterbacks develop through the running game being good. And we did not give that to Sam Darnold in the beginning of his career. Uh, we didn't give it to him at any point. Because he finally has a running back. But now you look at the situation that Zach Wilson's going to be going into. No offensive line. Yes, I say that. Makai Becton, that's it. No offensive line. Uh, I don't care if you like Connor McGovern. I don't care if you like the other guys on the line. It's not a top-notch offensive line. If you're not going to give a quarterback a, a, a quarterback a very good offensive line, then you might as well already call him a bust. Uh, additionally, you know, maybe you could, could you could say that we have better wide receivers than we did when uh, Sam Darnold came into the league. But do we have better running backs? The combo of having uh, average to below average running back and offensive line combo is not going to help championship games because they put the right players around the young quarterback. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily, I, I'm not going to jump to conclusions to say that I think that Zach Wilson's going to fail, but I will say that uh, I believe that we're not putting him in the best situation to succeed to start off. Um, you know, the receivers are, are a little bit improved. Corey Davis, obviously, Keelan Cole, um, you know, it's just not enough, though, when you don't have a running back, when your Tevin Coleman is considered your 
number one running back, and uh, your best offensive lineman is your first-round pick from last year, and you're doing nothing to improve any other positions on the line, then I don't see how you're putting your young quarterback into a good situation, not necessarily to win. I'm not looking to win immediately. I'm just looking to see some improvement, some development, uh, some skill. And, uh, you know, he could show some skill. Every quarter of a Sam Shoes showed some skill. But the point was, it was he had too little talent on the team for him to really develop as a young player. And I think that we're going to have the same issue with Zach Wilson. And also, when you look at other young quarterbacks in the league right now, uh, look at Lamar Jackson. Um, I believe even look at Baker Mayfield. Look at, uh, I think, I'm not 100% sure, Josh Allen, did he start immediately? I forget. Patrick Mahomes didn't start immediately, but when we're talking about Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, uh, I forget who that, Lamar Jackson, all of these guys, two MVPs there, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers also, all did not play to start their careers, they got drafted, you know, in the first round, guess what they did, they sat on the bench to start their careers, and uh, for some reason, the Jets think that they know better, always, uh, they're just going to throw this guy, you know, into the mix to start off the year. Uh, you know, I'd honestly be happier if we did. If the Jets started him on the bench, I'd be happier. But knowing that they're obviously not going to do that, uh, and seeing how the other guys have succeeded so greatly just by staying on the bench, not even a full season, half a season, half a season, that's all it took for Lamar Jackson to, to get to be as good as he is. Patrick Mahomes, 14 or whatever. Um, you know, it's beneficial for these guys to be able to take a seat behind a throw. Watch what he does out there, and then be able to it in your own way, you know, and you'll be able to see it as the season wears on, where you fit, how you'll be able to uh, study a game plan for each week, how you'll be able to, and the game will slow down for you, I feel like, when you're going to be on the field, because you'll be watching from the sideline, you'll see every mistake that's made, and you'll be able to correct it when it's in there, because you're going to be thinking about it, the game will be slower for you. I just have a lot of issues with where the Jets are heading. I mean, I liked what Joe Douglas did in the offseason with the signings. Uh, obviously, I like everything that he's done with the picks, trading Jamal Adams, getting two first-round picks, um, you know, and then trading Sam Darnold and getting us even more capital. But it's just concerning to see that we're back at square one because, you know, drafting a quarterback is always square one no matter what. Uh I like our defense, but when has that not been the case? The Jets have always had a pretty solid defense. So, for me, it's really the concerns of uh, the offense having never, ever shown up in my whole lifetime, um, except for one year maybe you could get with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brandon Marshall, you could claim that they showed up. Um, but it, it's concerning to me that we don't have an offensive line, uh, we don't have a running, we don't have a real great running game. Like, I like Kevin Coleman as a player, but we definitely need more than that if we want to, you know, make Zach Wilson uh, show, see some improvement for Zach Wilson throughout the year. We need a better running game than that, and that's going to have to do with getting improving the offensive line and the running backs on the team. And then uh, the receivers are probably the most talented part of the offense. Uh, big change from the whole history of the Jets. The Jets never have good wide receivers. Um, so hopefully, you know, that squad could pick it up a little bit for Zach Wilson. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to this season in terms of winning. Uh, I, I don't expect us to win many games this year. Uh, I think that it would be beneficial for the Jets to not win many games this year, especially considering the fact that we have another 
two more first-round picks uh, next season. So you know, it would be beneficial for one of our picks to you know be a be a high pick. That would be nice uh, and continue to show improvement. That's why I would have loved to have drafted an offensive lineman, build the team, and then guess what? We'd, we'd suck this upcoming season, and then we'd uh, wind up getting the quarterback next year because there's inevitably going to be another quarterback next year. There is every, almost every single year. Um, I don't care what the what the uh, scouts or analysts say at this point of the season. Uh, it's not even the season right now for college football. Uh, you know, they probably say, "Oh, this upcoming class isn't going to have a good quarterback." I don't buy that. You don't know until the season starts. Everyone and people can show so much improvement through one off season. I mean, look at guys like John Moran. That's the only example that comes to the head. Uh, obviously, Damian Lillard also, uh, among other guys. But uh, you know, this is a big season for the Jets. We're going to come in. We're gonna be coming in with a new quarterback. He's going to be playing straight off the bat. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of bought, at this point. I had to buy into it last night in, in the car. I, I found myself saying, uh, with the second pick of the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, EYU. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. It's whatever. You know, nothing I can really do about it. Um, I'm just hoping for the best because uh, that's Joe Douglas and Rob Salas' job right there. If he's not good. So, and that's, and that's really quick. So, I'm hoping for the best for Zach Wilson. championships that he really doesn't deserve much credit for. Uh, then you move on to the 2000s. They won one year in 2009. Uh, pretty much bought that World Series. CeCe Sabathia, A.J. Burnett, Mark Teixeira. And guess what they did after 2009? Really not much. And you could pretty much say the same for A-Rod, that they signed him in 4 to blow a three games to zero series against the Red Sox, not make the World Series until 9 and then after 9 really just a letdown. Nothing really, but positive after all uh, And then...
players. Uh, $275 million uh, to someone that, you know, doesn't even play the field. It's pretty embarrassing, I'd say, uh, to be, for someone to be made $275 million, not play the field, pretty much sit his ass in the dugout the entirety of the game, uh, waiting to stand at the plate for like a minute, and then he's hitting 180 on the season. I mean, I, there's no argument for it. Uh, Brian Cashman knows it. It was, it was a bad move. Um, there's no way we can take it back now. The guy's a no-trade clause. Uh, it's really unfortunate stuff, but the Yankees are caught in the pickle with that contract. It's really a terrible contract, and, you know, he, he has to prove his worth at some point because uh, otherwise I'm not sure what we're going to do with him, but I, I don't think he's going to be a Yankee for much longer, uh, you know, after this season if he doesn't show us something. Uh, and it's really been this era of the Yankees has been one of the most disappointing times in, in the history of the Yankees, in my opinion. 2010s, uh, the only the first decade since the 80s, I believe, in which the Yankees didn't win a World Series. Um, additionally, we had good teams. You know, we had good young players. We multiple years of winning 100 plus games. Uh, you know, we even switched managers at a point thinking that that was going to be the difference. Uh, and maybe at the end of the day, the difference was just not the team doesn't win a They suck. I'm not gonna panic. I just won't. I just, you know, won't be as as big of a fan this year. I'll still uh, be commenting on them every game, but I'll be extremely negative. But all I know is that something has to change with this team. My opinion: the change that needs to happen is Hicks to lead off, Lemayu second, Judge third. Give Judge that opportunity to to be up with two runners on base rather than uh, zero or potentially one. Um, you know, I think that that you know that's only the top of the lineup. But the top of the lineup is what has been struggling uh, a lot to start this year. You know, even Lemayu hitting 285, whatever it is, uh, that's still like 30, 40 points below where we would like him.
uh, you know, in seasons past. And then next thing you know, boom, he's in the minor leagues. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I think it's pretty disrespectful to guys like him and Mike Ford. I mean, they chose freaking Jay Bruce over Mike Ford to start the year for no given reason. Mike Ford has, I know for a fact, both Frazier and Ford had clutch hits for us uh, throughout the past couple of years. And we just showed them a lack of respect. And even a guy like DJ LeMay, who kind of disrespected him also, not giving him, taking so long to negotiate that, that contract, not giving him really what he wanted. And then immediately after that, other guys uh, getting more money than him. Uh, I'm blanking on who it was. I think Springer got more money than him. Uh, not even really So, um, you know, I, I just see a lack of respect coming from the Yankees now. Um, Oh, some things are a lack of respect. I think that the Frazier and Ford thing is a lack of respect. Ford thing is an absolute lack of respect, uh, choosing Jay Bruce over him. And other things like LeMahieu, maybe because uh, Hal Steinbrenner can't afford it anymore. You know, he, the Steinbrenners used to be the highest payers for any player that did what it takes to win. Uh, now it seems like Randy Levine, the president of the Yankees, is, uh, is advising the Steinbrenners not to spend as much uh, or at least just not to get over that uh, luxury tax. Uh, you know, it, it's a shame, but maybe we need a different owner. Uh, you know, obviously, you, you think of the Yankees, you think of the Steinbrenners also, obviously. But we, we have to be able to, to spend uh, just as much as the Dodgers. We can't be second bill them. We can't be second bill them. Assumptions, you know, for all we know, the Yankees could go on a 10-game winning streak right now, and then they're 15 and 10, and all of this worry was for nothing. But you know, it, it, we should be worrying these Yankees fans right now. First time since the 1970s that we have the worst record in the AL. Uh, you know, that that's really just uh, should be frightening for for Yankees fans. And uh, you know, to see Brian Cashman make it the early season move to trade for a guy like Rene Odor. Uh, you know, power hitter who strikes out a lot. This goes to show that he may be a little lost, Brian Cashman. Uh, you know, he's that, that's like the, the issue of the team. They're home run hitters. They try to hit too many home runs, and they strike out a lot. Uh, so for some reason, he decided to go for a guy like that uh, to start the year and trying to solve the problems of the team. Not working. Uh, the analytics department somehow does a worse job than the Rays analytics department. I just don't understand it. Uh, 
you know, honestly, I'll give them this year, and then we might need a, a, a big revamp of whatever our organization is about right now because other teams are running it way better. I mean, San Francisco Giants starting off the year hot. Uh, the Seattle Mariners starting off the year hot. Uh, the Kansas City Royals starting off the year hot. One of the one of two teams, them and the Dodgers, the only teams have, that haven't lost a series to start the year. Uh, the Boston Red Sox starting off hot. The Boston Red Sox being a franchise that have won four World Series since 2000. And I believe they've had four different GMs up, up to this point now since 2000. So, for some reason, the Red Sox win four World Series, have a new GM after almost every single one. Yankees win one and have the same GM since 1995. I don't understand it. I'm going to give them one more year. set against the Braves today and tomorrow. Then we have four games set against the Indians. Uh, we also got Knicks tonight. Uh, big game against the Hornets. And then we got the Hawks tomorrow. Trying to continue that winning streak. Uh, that's it for my uh, dogmatic rant today. Hope that you enjoyed my uh, opinions. And we'll be back on Thursday for another episode. Once again, you can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can access those via the link tree in my bio at these Drive Sports. For Benjamin Klein, uh, this is The Dogmatist. Peace out.